most fortified and defendable room in the monastery. The chapel. Thank you. Only one way in, stone walls two feet thick. You've crossed one out of a line, Cleves. You've killed one of them. They're coming back. In a big way. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and the Podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're dealing with a two-part episode, The Rebel Flesh and the Also People. With almost Matt people. Smith. The Almost People? The Also yep. People. Almost? Yeah, yeah the almost I've got people. Almost. I know, you're right. Whoever wrote my notes is an idiot. <laughs> Speaking of which, I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Annie. And we're going to be tackling those two stories by Matthew Graham. But first, we got Doctor Who news. First, very exciting news. We see the Tales from the TARDIS is, are these um, from the part of the Hooniverse. By the way, they said the Hooniverse was, the Hooniverse was created by fans. Have you ever heard of the term Hooniverse before? recently <laughs> not in this country nope it's weird maybe it's a british thing maybe so they created these how many one two three four five six six little mini episodes with previous doctors and previous companions has anyone watched these i watched the first one with and i'm blanking on their names Stephen and Vicky. That's it, Vicky. Um, oh. It's very good. I liked it. The interaction between the two characters. The way it works is that you have the interaction with the two characters, and then there's these episode that they talk about. So the episode was the meddling monk, mm-hmm. and then at the end they come back and talk about some more. And there is kind of poignant at the end there. We talked about the first Doctor, but I thought it was very good. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, um, I've seen all of them, um, and th- th- they're they're a little rep- repetitiveness. There's a lot of like, you know, oh, you know, I remember my time aboard the TARDIS really well. And if there's no Doctor, they sort of reminisce about the Doctor. He's, he's out there somewhere or whatever. It's very emotional. It's good to see these actors and actresses together again. Some of them portraying their characters for the first time in decades. Stephen and Vicky, for one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, if you're a fan of the classic series, it could be very nostalgic. They're very, you know, it's a memory TARDIS, I guess they're in, and there's pieces of the TARDIS. Like I recognize stuff in the background. You know, they have different artifacts and stuff. It's pretty cool. I think mm-hmm. for fans, it's kind of like wow. Um, I think it's a good way to introduce the classic series to the new generation. To get them a yeah. taste of it at least. Yeah, and, and these are like inter- like you said, these are introductions to a classic episode that they're making available on uh, iPlayer. So Tegan and the Fifth Doctor get together, and they play Urshock, and then they and then they talk about it afterwards. So it's pretty clever. It's pretty neat. It's not really an episode. They don't they don't do much except just talk. Um, I thought the Clyde. Um. Joe Grant one was pretty interesting because, you know, that was bringing in from the Sarah Jane adventures. So we had a little bit of talk about Sarah Jane and stuff like that. So, um, 
so yeah, um, if you get a chance to watch these things, they're they're pretty neat. They're, they're very short, so it's not like you're you're using up a lot of time. You don't have to watch the whole. Um, I think some of these are available on YouTube, which I'm sure the BBC does not like. But I found them on YouTube, but they were all in different orders, so I didn't know which order to watch them in. Because they're all like a minute something clips. Um, and so I'm like, well, obviously I know which one was. Because I'll have to use the Davison one. I said, I know which one is the first one, but what comes after that one? Because they're all, there's no, nothing that says part one, part two, part three, part four. So, so you're talking about the Davison one was broken up into pieces? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I th I so think, I didn't I think, know which, yeah. so I was like, which one comes next? Because he'd got the person who posted them didn't put part one, part two, part yeah. three. Okay. I think so they I did like, that. They did that to get away with posting it, maybe because if they post them all in order, in terms, you know, maybe they only do like a minute, so they try not to get copyright strike or whatever. But yeah, and I was just like, well, this, this is, this is, I can't do it like this. Yeah, you so can't. I have to. I I figured if they do like DVD sets, that they'll just stick those on the DVD yeah. sets or something. Hopefully they release them. I, I know there's a big thing about the BBC. Not everything that the, is available on the BBC is is available on Disney Plus. Disney they're not releasing any of the episodes on previous episodes on Disney Plus, and Disney Plus may not get a, a much of the Hooniverse stuff, which I guess is because this is for the people who pay for the licensing, the BBC, the British. So they're sort of eventually they will be available for us, but. Um, they're not even Disney Plus isn't even getting any of the uh, stuff from 2005 to present date. No, I think that's Max. Go ahead. It's all yeah, on so Max. Yeah, I think Max has the rights for a while, but maybe once their rights expire on Max, maybe once the classic rights oh, expire on Big so Fox, maybe know, they'll go to Disney then. So do we know when at least HBO Max one? Because I think the BritBox one will stay on BritBox because that's BBC's. Britbox only has the classics. Right. HBO Max has the um, the new stuff. New Who up to now, and then Disney's going to have it going forward. But but I think Max is going to keep what they have. Yeah, I, I thought I read heard somewhere one or two years or something. So it's not for a while, oh, and I, I don't see. know. They might still keep them. Who knows? But I don't know what's going to happen to these little segments but they're they're pretty cool they're they're you know it's probably a total of like six seven eight minutes or something like that you know when you when you watch the beginning and the end you don't have to sit through the whole episode which um you know i don't know which i think the episodes are the earth shock uh the time meddler i don't know what this oh curse of fenric for the seventh doctor the three doctors the three doctors for joe grant um don't was it Vengeance on Veros for the, for the sixth, sixth doctor. doctor? And the second doctor must have been um the, oh, mine robber. The, uh, mine robber? Yeah, mine yeah. robber. But again, you know, whatever. <clears throat> the other thing which I want to mention, this is m m something that I'm really looking forward to, and it's not going to be on Disney Plus probably, is they're going to have a colorized version of the Daleks. I'm a classicist. I don't really need a color version of the Daleks. I'm going and black and white. And it's cut down to 75 minutes. Cut down to 75 minutes. Oh, I hadn't Maybe. heard that. Which Maybe. is not a bad thing because there's a lot. 
it's an eight. It was a seven part. It was a lot of just big time filler, and and it's well, see, almost so, putting it down to like almost a four parter. So, Julia, let me ask you a question. If you heard that there's an episode that used to be was Dalek seven episodes, I think. Yeah, I believe, it, it, if, yeah, I believe so. So now it's cut down to seventy five minutes. Would that be more appealing to you to watch than? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I like the idea that they're doing that. I I saw a um I can't remember the name. I was Genesis the Daleks was in the theater. They showed that in the movie theater a couple of years ago. And I went to go see it and they had edited it quite a bit. They got rid of the whole um giant clam scene. Oh, come on, that's a classic. Well, and I was a little miffed by that because but I knew what why they did it. They were trying to get it so it would be appealing to the general and they try to speed things up a little bit i get it but I, i'm curious to see how the colorization looks i'll definitely watch it i won't necessarily like the cuts but but they already colorized this with the peter cushing movie the daleks and they cut it down in time too so well peter cushing's a different sh- production yeah but it's the same story yeah well Except the doctor's not a time lord or whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fine. And I actually, yeah. this was actually funny because on Instagram, Russell T. Davis was like going, Oh, this is great, blah, 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 blah. So I flat out asked him a question. I said, Will this be available in the United States? And the only thing he did was he liked my comment, but she didn't reply, which kind of means, Okay, you've seen the comment. But is this going to be available in the United States? So him liking the comic kind of makes me think that it will be at some point. Hmm. Okay. On YouTube. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So I think that's it for Doctor Who News. I don't think there's much else except where we're still waiting and waiting. You know, it's... I'm Besides, glad they're they're not showing it on November 23rd. They're showing the Daleks color. Yeah, because that's coming out on iPlayer. But they're not doing any of the specials on the 23rd, which is good. They're going for the Saturday audience. Yeah. Because the 23rd for us is Thanksgiving, right? Mm. Yeah. Or the day before Thanksgiving or something like that? No, it's, no, it's, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, I, I wonder... I still don't know when they're going to show it because it is going to be on Disney Plus the same day. They they definitely announced that, but we still don't know how, when. Is it going to be the same time, which would be, what, mid-afternoon our time? Or is it going to be at 8 o'clock at night or something? So we still don't know that, I don't think. It's not going to be simulcast? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Oh. It, it won't be simulcast. They're not going to, it's just going to be, boop, it's available, I think, right? Maybe not. They simulcast the 50th anniversary. Yeah. yeah. 10 years ago. But Disney Plus, I don't know if they would do that. Maybe. We'll find out. I guess. Well, I'll be watching it on iPlayer because I have a VPN. Yeah, I got to yeah. get me one of them. Well, I tried that for the first time and uh, it worked really well. So um, now that so I at least with Disney Plus, I can watch it on my big screen TV. Yeah. And yeah. Not on my iPad. But. That's true. I do, have, I do have Disney too. So, but I want to watch it when it when it's being broadcast. Yeah, yeah, me too. I don't want to be spoiled. Okay, 
So let's go into what we've been watching and reading. The Rebel oh. are. Do we have to? No. Well, I've been watching Loki. I've been watching Loki. Loki's been, really good. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Well, Martha's the, sister is uh, is in charge of. She's the, the she's the bad guy. Yeah. Or the I should say villain. I'm gonna say one of the bad guys. One of the bad guys. I actually like this season better than the first season. I haven't finished watching it yet. Don't say anything. Okay, won't say okay. anything. We'll okay. Stop. Oh, oh. Anyway, so have Rebel you watched Flash. any of it, Julia? Only the first episode. Okay, I've so been, I've been a bit busy. That's okay. It, it, it's right. kind of yeah. It's um, but Ouroboros was in the first episode, right? I think so. The guy. The, yeah, at the, um, end. At the yeah, end. At the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's. He's the show to me. He adds so much energy to the show. Um, so, anyways, we'll move anyway, on. the Rebel Flesh. Yeah, Rebel Flesh and the all the all the awful people. I mean, the almost people. <laughs> Is it the almost people? Let me write this. It's down. the almost people. Can't you just like, have Wikipedia up on your computer screen like I do and read the notes from there? <laughs> so it this is you. this is Matthew Graham's second attempt at Doctor Who. His first attempt. It's bad. Um, it's bad. When I heard Matthew Graham was writing for Doctor Who, I was like, "Yes," because Matthew Graham did Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes, and Life on Mars is excellent. Such a good show. Yes, it is. It's 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 on my list of rewatches to do. Yeah. Have you ever seen it, Annie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just stop and think. Yeah, yeah so I didn't see the U.S. Film. version, but Ugh. no, don't, don't, don't. Oh my god, no, don't. don't. Okay. My my mom actually liked the U.S. version because she never saw the English version. So, so the I give her that, pass. The on way that. that ended was so weird. Um, but Matthew Graham did fear her, so we'll 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 give him a second nope. chance to see if he can redeem himself here. So nope. <laughs> what? Not really. I, I, I really don't. I love this episode. The only thing I like about it is the guy who plays the Eleven, who's uh, antagonist in Big Finish to Paul McGann's Eighth Doctor, uh, Mark Bo- Bonner. Mark plays, Bonner, I love him. Plays, who plays Jimmy? He's really, really good in the Big Finish as the Eleven, which is an evil Time Lord. And every one of his carnation is is named after a number like the one, the two, oh, the three. Okay. Oh, and he is the eleventh. Well, he plays um, in Big Finish, uh, Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. Um, yes, that he plays he does. Uh, Commander Koenig. He does He's a lot also, of Big Finish. He, he was also in, I believe, he was in an episode of Life on Mars too. Um, he was also I, on the television show Shetland for a very long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he good. was. He played so he, Duncan he is a good. He is a good actor. Yeah. Um, and Chris uh, Marshall Lancaster um, in this episode was also in Life of Mars. He played Chris Skelton. In, um, yes, he did. Recognizable. Anyhow, what's it about? What is this about? It's about clones who wants to it, be the right to live as a, as a, as people. It's really neat because they create this living flesh that they can make duplicates of themselves and send them to do the dangerous work. And if they die, like at the beginning, I, you know, everyone was shocked when they just, oh, 
guess what? You're you're an acid. Well, pull me out. It's too late. You're dead. And they're like, yeah, I guess watch him die. And then he shows up again. Make it on the report. It was her fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really kind of a neat idea. A neat concept. Very well. Got good set. I love the fact that they're in a monastery. Uh, and they're just, you know, they're factory workers kind of working in this environment. And then this flesh develops some sort of sentience and says, wait a minute, why do we have to keep getting killed? Yeah, after that cosmic storm came by, it came, yeah. kind of gave him, yeah. 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 Just kind of very dumb, but <laughs> to get struck by lightning, it's a little bit like a Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein type of thing. Yeah. Where, you know, it's alive. I think, doesn't the doctor say that or something in this? It's alive. Something like that, yeah. 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 Um, I love the concept of that. That and, and this is pretty basic, where you have a, rep- a oppressed slave class that is uprising and says, "We want to be human too." We blah blah blah, and people just don't understand that. And I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead, but I love the idea that they kind of present that to the audience, and they present that to Amy. And Rory and Rory handles it really well. He accepts it right away. But Amy Red, doesn't. Amy she does it, and then they even though she was tricked, they she, mm-hmm. the doctor tricks Amy and the audience. Yes, and says, "Aha!" You know what? The, the flush. The only thing they needed was to paint themselves blue and yell "freedom," <laughs> and then this would have been complete. <laughs> So, I have a question. Do you yeah. think this need to be two episodes? No. no. Okay. <laughs> but it, it wasn't the only one. Day. It could have been one slightly longer episode. There was a lot of extraneous stuff. Well, I, I like the idea <clears throat> that they... I, I don't know what to think about. I, I think you're right. I think one episode could have been... It could have been forced into there, but... Then we would be like, oh, I wish this was two episodes. Um, I like the idea that they gave us a little bit of time to flesh out the characters. Uh, <laughs> so I saw what you did there. That was bad. Um, but we have multiple characters to develop. I mean, I like the idea that, um, what's her name? The the Jennifer is the is the her doppelganger or whatever is not the best, and she no, just turns. Not. She she's the but worst. Wasn't there like two flesh ones of Jennifer? Yeah, yeah. She created another like, one to to trick people. So there are actually three Jennifers in this story at one point. Yeah, yeah. But I guess originally in the original script there were going to be multiple multiples of everyone so it's going to be, it got really confusing so it was already kind of borderline confusing anyways and then you know this is this a Stephen Moffat episode I guess so No but he was script editor for well, I know but it's still a Stephen Moffat era so it's, yeah yeah Oh it's confusing I love it do it Um I think this is like Arthur Darvill's best episode. He he was really good in this. I don't know if it was best episode, but I liked that they really showed a different side of Rory. 
And I did yeah. read there kind of comparing it to how Amy's relationship with the doctor and now Rory has a relationship with somebody. So And so, I like the I like the fact that she's not jealous. She she's not she just kind of looks at it and smiles. And like no, yeah. every female yeah. that the doctor <laughs> says Martha. hi to the evil eye. <clears throat> I mean she's she's not don't get me wrong. Amy has episodes where she's can be kind of obnoxious and slapping Rory around and everything. This mm-hmm. is not one of them. I think she's she's more reserved in this, and she has her own. You know, I, I brought along a guest speaker today on our podcast, Chris Chibnall. Chris, this is how you do an episode with a lot of characters and stuff. You give give Rory some something to do. You give Amy something to do. That's how you do it. You don't just sit there and not get them to do something. But. <laughs> Well, he didn't even write this one. Or if in its era, he's still getting bashed. Well, yeah, I know. <sighs> well, it is better than Orphan 55, whatever. Yeah, we haven't mentioned One episode that. at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like this episode a lot. When I first saw this episode, I thought it was very... It was like a classic episode. It may be the fact that you guys are saying that it's probably too long kind of fits into that a little bit because some classic <laughs> episodes have been known to be a little bit too long. Um, but I like the idea of this flesh versus humans. Um, yeah, I oh, thought that was a very interesting concept. Yeah. And the way that they de- they developed it. It's not your typical clone. It's I like the way they kind of compare it to Moss versus they really have feelings. So. Yeah. And and I think the audience is supposed to be like, oh yeah, I see the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. But then you have the evil Jennifer's like, she turns into a literal monster at the end. Right. And it's like, well, there it is. But then the other ones are like, get, you know, yeah, humanized. Yeah. And yeah. so you're as an audience member, you're like, ah, oh, what? I don't know. You know, who's who should I? I get both sides of it. And mm-hmm. then even one of them. And the humans end up sacrificing themselves, or at least a couple of them do, and then allowing the um, the duplicates to say, you know, go on and take over from me. And you know, Bonner's character becomes, you know, the, the, the flesh duplicate becomes the you child's know, Jimmy, father. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the doctor says, you need to be his father now. You need to go and yeah. go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um. And in reality, it is sort of like cloning. If you have an exact clone that has exact memories, what's the difference? And right. the, the only difference would be they have different. As soon as they split up, they start. To, they're different people. They have different memories. But other than that, they're they're the same. Unless you have unless something happens and the little boy turns a microwave on and the, his father turns into a Jello or something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, you mentioned. Uh, Arthur Darville uh, favorite scene of Rory is when um, somebody says Amy's a lucky girl and he goes yeah she is Yeah, <laughs> he just yes. sits there for a second <laughs> and then goes and keeps going <laughs> it was funny I, yeah I mean I liked those scenes with Jennifer and Rory because mm-hmm. she was really trying to manipulate him and 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 you know, to a certain extent, it worked. Um, but she was also trying to, like, you know, 
get him to like have a thing with her. And he just, yeah. And he, yeah. He just didn't like, he just wasn't interested. He didn't say anything, but he just didn't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he's already in a relationship with another flesh woman. I don't remember. I don't know if I picked up on that, that she was trying to get, uh, with, well, maybe, but I mean, she kissed him well, right on the lips hard. You well, missed that part, that, huh? But what, what, that, that, that like, Oh, I need a big, strong man to turn this gear. Yeah. Well, that was, he, he, he was, she was, she was the first, first off, did he have an interaction with the original Jennifer or was she already dead? He had an interaction with all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time she got, he got to the last one that she was manipulating him and she was, that's why she kissed him right to manipulate. Cause he, she mm-hmm. was already evil or, you know, but right, earlier but- on, I don't think she was necessarily you know, the real Jennifer, I don't real think Jennifer was. wasn't no, but the gang yeah. Jennifer was, and she's, she kissed him and he didn't really kiss her back. And she's the one who said, Amy's a lucky girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The ganger was the version of the girl, the red wellies who led original Jennifer out of the woods. Mm. They really separated at one point. So, yeah. um, I love the interaction between Amy and the almost doctor. Um, that whole thing where they guess what, you know, you, you've been dealing with, but, but when she thinks that he, he's the ganger doctor, her interaction with him is pretty neat because she's like, Oh no, 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 I, I, I don't have anything against you, but you're not my doctor, blah, 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 blah. It just, I, I think this is one of, Karen's better episodes. I think she Mm -hmm. has some really a few good ones. I also have been very critical of some of the episodes where she's not that good in my opinion, but that might be to do with writing because um, I have grown to like her as an actress quite a bit, especially since um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think her last, um, the the third movie, she's excellent in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, she is. And she's really good in this one, I think, uh, and not overdoing it. And and you know, there, you know, sir, there was an episode where she kissed the doctor, and it's like, oh god, but that's not, you know, whatever. But um, was it ever established when the flesh Amy took over from the real Amy? Oh, <clears throat> that was talk about shocks of the century. That was one of those shocks where I don't when I, it was happening. I'm like. What? Yeah. Breathe. Breathe, David Amy. Tenet. Well, that whole thing. Well, I'll tell you what. My emotions were when she melted and obviously she was a ganger. The doctor went to this place specifically because he suspected that she was one of those gangers. Mm-hmm. Right? So it yes. happened before this episode. But there's, there's never, happened, it's never been in canon when it happened. There's no canon as to when it happened. My guess would be the impossible astronaut day of the moon. Um, yeah, I, I haven't investigated this, but the fact that it was such a shock, and I'm like, oh my god! And then when we see the pregnant Amy with uh, Patch Lady, I was like, oh god! <laughs> I was like, 
Uh, oh, well, we'll see. I mean, I, I was a little less impressed. I didn't like the lady showing up. You know, it was kind of creepy, but I think mm-hmm. I liked it better than I. The first time I saw that, I was like, oh, God, I hate when things <laughs> take, take us out of the episodes. And and it still for, did. A bit, but. For me, it's very hard to watch without thinking about what comes after. Because Moffat kept saying, yeah. oh, no, it's not River Song. It's not River Song. We all know where's River Song, but. He just flat out lied and lied badly. And that's what I thought of when we see Amy pregnant at the end giving birth. So it just really ended on negative note for me because I'm just so annoyed at Mothra for saying that. Mm. That's just me. but That's because he doesn't want to give things away. There's Even a way that you can give, not give things away without downright lying. Because it just needs to seem stupid afterwards. Well, that's my whole criticism this season is I feel it was not the resolution wasn't that great. It was a cop out. Uh, and this is sort of my criticism of a lot of seasons. A lot of seasons don't end well, in my opinion. And so these really good episodes kind of get a little marred. Um, but but here's a, I'm looking up some information here. Amy would have been transformed into flesh in the three months that occur between Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon. She was at least two months pregnant along in her pregnancy, but could have been as far along as five months. So I don't know. She was five months she'd be showing. She's pretty skinny. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And then someone else says shortly before the events of the season premiere, Amy was kidnapped by Madame Coravan or whatever, and replaced by a human avatar that took her place in the TARDIS. So even before the season began? Hmm. Okay. I was just curious. You guys are more into the details than I am. So that's why well, I, I think Moffat being too clever again. I think, you know, hmm. I'm going to yeah, trick them by, I'm going to trick them by, you know, guess what? It's not even Amy, which sucks. Be- well, but, but I was going to say it sucks because it wasn't Amy. But again, we're just shown in this episode that what's the difference? They're, they're both kind of Amy, you know, and when that Amy melts, why did the, did the doctor do that? Why would the doctor say that they're both the doctor and say that these people should live, but then she ends up, he ends up, does he end up killing the Amy gainer? Yeah, doesn't he use the yeah, screwdriver and goes... <laughs> But she was there for nefarious purposes as opposed to just somebody wanting to live. But she didn't know that, right? No. True. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Do you think there were any clues along the way that this was an flesh Amy? That yes, every missed? time it went pregnant, not pregnant, pregnant, not Well, pregnant. aside from that, but... I don't like, think so because... Well, every that just, time that just says something weird. That just says something was... weird is going on. It doesn't yeah. say, oh, this is a flesh Amy. Is there anything that says, oh, this is a flesh Amy during the episode? Well, during just this like, one is because the doctor keeps saying, breathe. He keeps telling Amy to breathe. Yeah. Well, but again, we're, we're told as an audience member that the two doctors that were in this episode are pretty much the same. And then we're told the Amy's are, but no, we're going to kill one of them. Because the real Amy is somewhere out out there. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I, I didn't pick up on that initially, and now I'm kind of like, huh. 
Um, and then I also thought there were at one point there were two sonic screwdrivers kicking around. I thought I got confused by because yeah, they kept confused. They kept swapping them. Yeah. Um, but let's see here. Switching shoes. The the eyes in the wall were kind of a weird mm. imagery. I'm not sure. That was very creepy and effective. Yeah. Mm. The pile of of pile of bodies. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of. I think it. I think that stuff really makes it powerful. I'm, I'm now. I'm now debating the ending. I'm, I'm, that bothers me. <laughs> um, well, but I mean, it was a shocking at least, ending. At least the Amy ganger got destroyed. Like she didn't just get tossed out. The other gangers that got damaged, but so, didn't die. Yeah, they got. They just got tossed in a pile, and they were still alive. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, looks like. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a. I think it's a pretty powerful episode. I think it definitely reminds me of. It's has a a longer process, so two episodes, and I felt it was more like that's you know the standard what you would see a group of people trying to up uprising or whatever, and that mm -hmm. we've seen in Doctor Who before, but. Um, it's really well acted. Yeah, they, I mean, they. It's definitely not my favorite, um, but it it was not bad. It just yeah. was, wasn't my favorite. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept. I like the way it was presented, but again, mm -hmm. the ending the ending colors it for me. So yeah, yeah. that's that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else then? Or we kind of covered all this. Nope. I thought the cliffhanger was really good. Um, oh, mm. I missed the part where the Jennifer's or someone, one of the characters' heads turned completely around. Yes. Yeah, it, was, uh, really... it was Miranda. Yeah, that was yes, Miranda. Yeah. And that I was like pretty... her. I like the. I don't know who the actress is who played her, but I thought she did a really good job. I feel like yeah. I've seen her in some other things, but uh, there's only twelve actors in Britain, so I probably have. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably been in a. Game of Thrones somewhere. Um, she was in Downton Abbey. Oh, she played Miss Baxter in Downton Abbey. That's what I've seen. Oh, her. okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think that they did a pretty good cast. I, I think this is, you know, I agree. I think this episode was was pretty good, and and obviously there's a couple of things. It's better than Rebel. Uh, sorry, it's better than um, Fear Her. Well, it's not yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> it's not hard to do. That was yeah. a I know, I was just joking, but um, yeah. I think I liked it more in my initial viewing than I did seeing it again. Mm -hmm. I'm now having trouble getting over the whole kill the Amy ganger. Yeah. Uh, I'm not understanding that. So now this episode's gone way down for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I remember in the uh, episode Impossible Planet Satan Pit, I love those two parts. I, I mean, they are in my top five, maybe, of the new series. And then someone said, how come the doctor didn't try to save the Ood? And it bothers me a little bit, but not as much as it bothers me about, you know, the Amy Ganger. But anyways, <laughs> anything else about this one? No. 
Don't think so. Okay. What do you think? What do you think of the music? You don't have to say you love me. Why do you think they picked that song? Oh God, I love that song. <laughs> me oh, too. From Dusty Springfield. Yes, I love Dusty Springfield. I don't know why they picked that one. I don't know. Okay, I'm just curious. I got I can't yeah. really think of a reason either. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was um. I don't even know why it would. I don't know what the, was the purpose of the music in the first place. I mean, did they they played it again and? Well, it started playing when they were all gathered together in an entirely different section of the monastery, and so that's how they knew yeah. that the mm-hmm. characters were walking around. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know if the song had anything to do with anything, and it, or maybe it was just a song that they were able to get for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it was probably in the public domain by then. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that takes 100 years. Mm, for music? I might think be so. Different from, might be different from music. Maybe it is, but... <clears throat> okay. Well, um, I think that's it for this one, and well, thanks for listening. Bye.